Hello and welcome to the Movie Crew Podcast. Tonight, we're going to talk about Paul Verhoeven's masterclass on women's relationships. Showgirls. You no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. We're your host. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Cowan. How you doing, Brian? I am swell. I'm ready to talk about one of the greatest works of art in the history of cinema tonight. Oh, but what? I thought we were talking about Showgirls, though. No, I, I, nice to nice to see such erect nipples, Brian. I appreciate you showing up to the podcast, ready to go. You know, I got my ice right here. Cup of ice. Good man. I, I'm erect. I'm just making sure you are too. <laughs> I was I was holding together really well until you <laughs> fucking said that. We also have with us director of photography Mike Griggs. Uh, Jared, if a light sleeper can't sleep with the light on, can a hard sleeper sleep with the hard on? Possibly. And we also have with us here costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. And here we are talking about the NC seventeen blockbuster showgirls. Does this count as a blockbuster? No, this was not a blockbuster anyway. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> bullshit. Just... It, it, it rocked the blockbuster. Oh, that, oh okay. No, oh, that yeah. is true. No, everybody wanted to rent it. That's right. Without telling their parents. Yeah, so it, it still, it still, it still, you know, holds up. It did really well. Well, I know when everyone when this came out, everyone saw it and had an opinion, which was that it was the worst movie ever made. So surely, I thought it did well at the box office. I mean, the important <laughs> part of that statement is everyone saw it. You can't yeah, have an opinion about how <laughs> there's too many boobs in it if you haven't seen it. I mean, you know. Can you have no, too that many wasn't boobs? the Hold on, that wasn't the complaint. I remember the complaint was that it was um boring. It, the, no, like yeah. yeah, it was like not sexy. Not sexy? Not it, sexy. Which a lot of it yeah, it was not very, very sexy. it wasn't. There were a couple of, like sexy scenes, but there were she's um she's like a kind of a hostile person and that kind of comes very through. She's a person. And everything. So no, they weren't really sexy. No, that's, and that's her a good sexual point. style is very scary. Yeah, that's because she's again a very hostile person. <laughs> she's also very like easily flustered. Yeah, like too emotional. too wor- emotional. Yeah, the number of well, times she was just like, Ugh, and then just leaves. 
It's like, wait, what? What just or she happened? Explodes and throws fries, or like, like oh explodes and, and yeah. you know. Ugh. She's not emotionally stable, so she's not anything stable of the century. <laughs> like no, but she's like throwing fries. She's like hitting her hands on the table, and fries are literally flying everywhere. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, she was a teenager for years. I mean, like years and years and years in the same age. She was a teenager, <laughs> and then she, you know, she she can't. It's hard to break that acting habit. Uh, she, I thought she did. This gave me very strong. Um, I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Vibes the whole movie. You guys know this reference, Mike. You no. probably don't. No. What? Okay. So, um, she was in Saved by the Bell. And yeah, yeah. Uh, she takes. Are you talking drugs. about the, when she's taking the the uh, the the pills? Like the yeah, the, the, yeah. The are basically. And she, she she gets an addiction. Yeah, it's her addiction episode, and they yeah. just turn that acting in that episode into the movie mm, that's right that's crazy because you know paul verhoven the director said he never saw an episode of that show she clearly knew what she was doing and she was like this is popular i'm gonna stick with he, <laughs> he claims that you know he feels really bad that she got all this bad publicity you know for the film and all these terrible criticisms of her being bombastic and over the top and just terrible but in the I, movie but he I says think- he directed her that way no, yeah, I was going to say, I think that's her character. I don't think that is bad acting necessarily on her part. I think that was a definite choice to make her character that way. Was it good? I mean, that's a different question. <laughs> but I think it was a definite choice for uh, everyone involved for her to be that, you know, hostile and <laughs> and emotional. And <laughs> I, I yeah all of I don't I don't I don't want to like I but that that's uh, was a choice I, I could clearly see that it was a choice yeah it, it's weird though that she's she's the only one that's really that over the top I guess everybody's kind of over the top in the movie but she's real over the top yeah. but I think that plays into her like because by the end of it like you're just waiting for her backgrounds to come out because you're like what trauma did you go through girl and then they just go down her rap sheet. They didn't really say what happened yeah, really to her. really fast, But too. they went down her rap sheet, and I was like, yeah, that sounds right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Her, her dad killed her mom and then killed himself. Oh, that's right. And that's then, right. And then, like, yes. she got put into, like, foster care or whatever, and then... Ran away. And then she was hooking she, and yeah. wasn't there yeah. drugs. Arrested for hooking in, like, four different cities. Yeah. And, and but she, she was also drugs. cocaine and assault and with a deadly assault, weapon. Yeah. 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 Mm. I was like, this all sounds completely accurate based on everything we've seen. <laughs> I don't know why she was hiding that the whole movie. The way, the way they retain that information until like I don't know, like one of the last scenes it's, of the film. Yeah, it's like boom, here we go. Like we we have to wrap this little part up. It seems like it's just like, well, yeah, no shit. We kind of all figured that. What's there's got to be something else, right? Nope. That, no, and, and there's no else. stakes. There's no. There's really no stakes. I, I guess that she's on the top of the world there in in Las Vegas, and I guess the stakes are that that he could. Um, he, he could like leak that for some reason like why would it matter that's i didn't understand why it mattered like and i didn't understand why he was mad i mean i saw his house like he has clearly hired hookers before in his life so i don't know why he was so <laughs> mad at her about that totally a shag pad those palm trees at his fucking pool are fucking sexy <laughs> the, the light up I, ones oh, yeah. i did not like the, the light up palm trees but oh, i did like the, the dolphin on. fountain it was like leftover from the cool. 80s it was like it was like it was like a cocaine palace from the 80s. It was yes, like, oh, this that's is what I'm saying. There's obviously right, yeah. hookers there. Like, why is he so mad at her? Like, did he think she was a virgin? She was stripping at cheetahs. Like, what did he think? Yeah, this is a guy that keeps lines of cocaine just like out 
just for whenever. It's just he has there a maid the that bed. cuts those. And wait, no, because this is the same guy who knew that she was going to go to that like weird business function, and he was pimping her out. Uh, indirectly like what why is he suddenly mad he should be or is he mad because she wouldn't hook at the event uh for a thousand dollars and so and he's like is that why he gets mad he, he, he maybe he gets mad because she makes such a fuss about how she's not a hooker anymore i think when he was mad that was all just a show because he's clearly been trying to play her for most of the movie including when he was like oh no you had to you had to go have sex with someone? Oh, that's totally unexpected. No. Yeah, he calls the he calls the guy right back at, right after he dismisses him and yells at him. He calls him back up on the phone. He's like, "Yeah, get, get back yeah, up here, Phil. Yeah, get your ass back up. Son of a bitch. Get back up." But that's what I'm saying. So so did he just get mad at her because she made him do all of that and he had to like pretend to care when she could have clearly no, he said he was falling in love with her, Kristen. No, he's... Uh, well, I mean, right, just like he was falling in love with Gina They were Gershon. cheek to cheek and nostril to nostril, passion to passion. He's like, I'm thinking falling in love with you. Is ass to ass next after that? <laughs> no, that's cheek to cheek, yeah. Okay, all right, sorry. <laughs> when you're out together, dancing cheek to cheek. That's, that's right. That's, that's what right. it's talking about. You know, you could dance cheek to cheek or turn around and face each other, however you like. <laughs> uh, okay, can we talk about the dancing? I know I know the sex is, is not sexy, but... This dancing is not sexy either. No. But that's the whole point. It's and they keep spastic. saying, what is that it's, it's word that they use weird. to describe her, though? Her energy? What's that? What are pelvic? They no, not pelvic. <laughs> she's very pelvic. Thrust she it. is. Thrust it. She, Thrust it. She's, she, she's like a horizontal it's not Elvis. Fierce. <laughs> oh, you're talking about in the movie what they call it. Oh, I for, uh, it's not fierce. It's. Um, I forget. It doesn't matter. But they all very politely say that she's not a good dancer. And I like that that one guy straight up says you're not a good dancer. Wait, uh, the black guy that's trying to sleep yeah. with their slash teacher how to dance? Yes, he is correct. She's not Dancing a good dancer. Ain't fucking. It's true. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I mean. Well, but no, because every time she's like trying to dance on somebody, she's fucking them. Like, like she's all like all of her movements are. That's literally he, he, what he does when he starts dancing with I her. I know though. that's his whole thing. Yeah, that's his whole movie. It's like even even when she walks out and she sees the show for the first time, she's like fucking like rubbing on her fucking like chest and shit. She's like, oh, damn, yeah, this yeah. turns me on. Fuck. Yep. I, I just want to fuck everybody up there on that stage. <laughs> nah, just Gina Gershon. 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 <laughs> Is that a pickle? Gershon. She's kind of scary in this movie. Her like odd blank. Face just holding this like scary smile. It's her teeth She's that always are constantly got her teeth. <laughs> her, her teeth, teeth is, are always out. You know, her teeth yeah. are a little strange. Yeah. And, and when they're, when they're having that weird like dog food like conversation, oh the way that, that like this her her reaction shots of just her like odd smile is, is like kind of frightening, especially on multiple viewings. You're like you're like where you're looking at. It, you're like, oh, this is kind of odd and weird. Yeah, I I could like, never <laughs> tell. Like, all right, are you also just lying through your teeth, or are you She's trying so to have fake. a real moment? Like, no. There's nothing. No, like, there's, I could, the only I, real moment she had was when they, they were trying to have sex with each other. Well, you're talking about at the end when she's in the hospital bed. No. Oh, that was a real moment too. That yeah. was a real moment. But like the, I guess I don't even understand. I that. don't know, man. That that didn't make any fucking sense. But she, but you know, uh, the uh, fucking weirdo dude from uh, David Lynch movie, <laughs> uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. Ky- Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, he's got from the McLaughlin Listen group. Into the sultry uh, sounds of Kyle McLaughlin. He um 
he said something to her. He's like, well, he's like, you're just mad because I got to her first. So obviously yeah. she's she's got some lesbian tendencies. Well, that was the entire fucking movie. Was well, that's that the whole subtext. thing, right? So yeah, so she's so she's so she's been trying to fuck her the whole time, and so, so she's been in love with her apparently because she's got that raw sexual talent. Um, you know. Well, she does have something. Yeah, there's something. They even say, "Oh, she's got that something." Yeah, she's got something, doesn't she? Can't quite put your finger on it. Yeah, the girl sure can lick a stripper pole. I mean, like she just goes at it. That was so nasty. Oh god, so gross. I was literally watching it, just like, "No, honey, no, 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 no. you don't have to do that." (laughs) It's not worth it. No. How many booty cheeks were all up and down that thing? Oof. Yep. 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 Sweat for days. Mm. So much ass on there. Oof. An ass pole. It's not a stripper pole. Damn. <laughs> they should have paid her five dollars, five hundred dollars, not to lick the pole. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, look. <laughs> oh my god, I I, 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 I looked this up in four or five different sources, man, because I could not believe it. Elizabeth Berkeley got paid fucking hundred thousand, and that's it for this role. Wow. You, what? Can you believe shit, that with all dude. the nudity? Like, I mean, she is full frontal. We're not talking about like she's topless. She is. She's got. Everything going, and she is clean shaven. She's like, you've seen it all. Oh, she's got a little landing, a, landing strip. There's a little bit, a little bit going on down there. Mike. Yeah, look a little harder. I don't um, know. I watched it on DVD, <laughs> and it was pillar boxed and letter boxed, and then like the, it was like vibrating like, around the. It was on no. It's on AMC Plus. Um, it requires so, paying extra for it. No thanks. We know I, what the was, plus is there. <laughs> oh, no, it's free on Tubi. It's free. Oh, well, there you go. All right, so aspect ratio question. What what aspect ratio was y'all's in? Because I read on IMDb that it's two three nine, but I saw a you know sixteen by nine viewing on. Yeah, the, the DVD transfer is a sixteen by nine. Stupid. I thought it was two three box and letterbox. I thought it was like two three five. I mean, maybe two three nine. I I can't tell. It might have originated in that. I would but. love to actually see it in its original aspect ratio because it really made me mad when I read that. I could have seen more tits. <laughs> there could have been some on the side. <sighs> yeah, I was just saying. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I've been ripped off. Yep, that was the problem. You know, I was talking to Brian uh, earlier in the week about this film, and I was saying that I think that, like, just how I've always said that uh, children when they turn, like, 13 should watch Requiem for a Dream so they can never do drugs <laughs> in their life. I think that also uh, young boys should watch this film just so they can get completely desensitized to tits because at about halfway through this film, you just don't give a fuck anymore. They're just there. It's just part of it. It's just like, oh, okay. There's just naked. Like, even there's a part where that's, there's, like, little fair, children actually. in the frame, yeah. and they, they don't yeah. even give a fuck. The kids there's are a young like, boy. Mommy, she was mean. D- she said that's the what they F care word. About? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think actually that's that's not a bad idea because yeah, it is just bodies at some point you don't really care. But also, I think this should be required viewing for women because um, do you know how many people are just like, especially growing up, women are just like, well, I could always be a stripper, I could always do this, or I could always. Do that. Like, I don't need to work that hard. I don't need to try yeah. that hard. And like, watch this because like this is exactly how you're treated. <laughs> you're, you're this is actually they're probably treated better in this movie <laughs> than in real life. And this shows you the dynamic of all of them you know you've got like straight up hookers you've got like strippers you've got like whatever the whatever a showgirl is i guess that's just the glitz and glamour a, a dancer of the no no they're, they're not strippers no they're topless dancers okay they're dancers. no they're strippers they're they're fucking tits and and, and they're 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 fully <laughs> naked they're removing no, clothes just like there's on also, stage no just like there's that's also stripping. burlesque dancers which is not a stripper either no so come on that's, guys no 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 there are different levels no 
That's Mike, fair. especially that's you, come no, the fuck I'm, on. I'm being sarcastic. I don't want to hear that's anything not coming from through. you. All right, especially. guys, a hawa is a hawa, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. And the other thing, too, that I would love to point out are how gross and nasty all these men are because I yeah. think, yeah. especially with little boys watching this, and you're always like, oh, man, I, I want like I want women and I want money and I want this. And like, look at them. Look at their life. They're so gross. <laughs> and they have nothing real. And I love that this movie shows that you that this world is so fake for everyone and no one is really happy because the only like there's like a, a couple of like like they do like they pretend to be happy for the cameras when they uh name the new showgirl and that's it and they're still like so unhappy and there's still so much going on that's so awful and so gross and this world is not glamorous even though they have a lot of money and drugs and parties and all of that and sex and everything the sweetest person in the entire film gets a fucking rape scene, yeah. oh, like God. a violent that fucking rape rough, scene. Man. And like she, she's the best person in the entire film, and and then they fucking punish her the most out of anybody. Which is like, what the fuck? So like, there's no hope in this world, even if you work on the like on the edges of it. I feel like that's in. that's Fairhoven's stamp, though. That's that's him being like, yeah, you thought you could at least relate with one person. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and that rape was like not not that any rape is called for, but it's the most ridiculous thing ever because she's like in love with this dude. She's got pictures of him all over her fucking walls, and like she she would do anything. She was he wants to have sex with her. Great, I'm down. But like this like random like I'm gonna fucking beat the shit out of you with my friends and and you know they're not even his friends. They're his fucking bouncers. Yeah, his bodyguards. His bodyguards. <laughs> the guys Get that are watching guys. this week. He's like he's like here's your pay for the week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no shit. Wow, yeah. He's like, I just want to lick her face while you uh, do your thing in the back. Yeah, Oof. and then, 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 then they push her back out into the party. Like, like, like this happens all the time. Nobody gives a fuck. Where you are, This <laughs> here comes a bloody girl. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, how can you work in that world and think that you're above it and, or, or not in it or separate from it? You're there every day, every night. That is your world. It's kind of like the Harvey Weinstein thing. It's like in front of everybody's face, and a lot of people just were just letting things happen. Exactly. Yeah, they don't want to speak up because they all have jobs that they need yeah. to keep. Yeah, because paid. if she speaks up, I mean, that was the whole thing with all of the the different sabotages at the show. Is if you speak up, then you also lose your job. I I, I don't know. It, there, there's a lot of layers to it. I mean. Okay, the movie's bad, but I, it, I'm going to stop and give a little bit of a compliment. But like. Going back to what Kristen said about these guys being creepy, Robert Davies got like he's got two of the best moments in the entire movie, where he tells the one girl Hope, or her name is actually Penny, but he renames her Hope, and he's just like, "Look, <clears throat> he's like, if you want to stay, you want to last more than two weeks, you'll give me a blowjob." He walks out, and then she just looks at Elizabeth Berkeley's character, and she's like, "She's like, he's like, is that true? Is, is he serious?" <laughs> and it's just like it's kind of funny because you're like, "Oh, of course he's joking," and then it's like, "Oh, wait, is he?" Oh, he might not be <laughs> super gross, man. Oh, you know, it's, nah, but you see, it's he's nice. got a little bit of a heart of gold, a little bit, a little bit. I don't know, man. He's, I don't know. Even man. when he comes back and he's like, oh, hey, we saw your showgirl performance. It was great. Oh, we love it. Heather or whatever your fucking actual name is, Naomi. And he's just like leaves. And he's, he turns back and looks at her. He's like, must be weird not having anyone come on you. <laughs> it's like, what? What kind of creeps? That's oh, how he says, I love you. I guess, man. This is so yeah. nasty. So nasty. Like, everybody's dirty. But that's why they're all kind of in this dirty world. I mean, you don't go into 
stripping when you have like a good home life and <laughs> you're all you know like something has gone wrong see that 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 moment where she where he's like must be weird not have anybody come on you and then she's like you're right <laughs> i need she to go have fuck sex that, yeah <laughs> she goes and fucks that dude the next scene she's like you know what oh, i haven't had God, anybody come on me connect that like, <laughs> she's like it's time no that's literally what happens in the movie he is <laughs> not yeah, no, that's a really, yes, that is a really good yeah. point and then Jesus. she goes and almost like drowns herself in a pool <laughs> well yeah. to be fair i think what she's trying to do is reach out for love except she has no idea what love is and so she's complicating love and sex and attention or she's conflating love and sex and attention, and and that's what the next scene is. It's not her seeking outcome. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> I, I mean, so I, that I feel like the the dolphin putting like water on her face oh, while yeah, she's splash. Yeah, dude, all, dude, like, all the that doesn't there. get any more hey. subtle. Like, no, that that's gonna bring me to like the the, <laughs> the direction in this. So like the, like the way that the blocking and the camera and stuff. There's some really good stuff in this. Like you, there, there there's actually some nice filmmaking going on. In oh this yeah, absolutely. Cartoon of a movie, um, a, a sexual cartoon. Um, yeah, all all of the, the like the blocking and the camera angles in that odd fucking pool sex scene is, is really strange and really amazing. And and it just like just the way it all just kind of cuts together. The, <laughs> you're right. You're like like e- e- the, even when they end up at, uh, on the side of the pool and she's doing that weird like where she goes all the way out like when she's just how she kind of gives lab dances she she fucks the same way. It looks like she's, know, she's shredding like almost... a cock, man. I mean, she's just shredding a penis in like into hamburger meat. It's I was concerned God. she was drowning for a second. I was, I was yeah, too. no shit. Yeah, <laughs> I was definitely yeah. like, are you're gonna move away from the water? What are you doing? Did not look safe. That's all I'll no. say. It did it, not it's look like, safe. It's like the autoerotic asphyxiation kind of thing. You know, you kind of <laughs> half drown yourself, kind of half, you know. It, it, all of it looked painful. Even her lap dance looked painful. Yeah, I agree with that. But that's the thing. The only, okay, so, so yes, uh, the biggest complaint that I heard when this movie came out was that it was not sexy. But there were, a, I would say, maybe two sexy scenes. I'm blanking on the second one. But the first one until she ruined it was when that when she and that black guy i don't remember his name but he was like uh james james um they she was he was teaching her how to dance and they were doing the little routine until she was like i'm on my period you want to check oh, that was in his apartment <laughs> yeah that was kind of yeah. cool. that was sexy that was actually a sexy moment and i was like oh wait a minute yeah. so okay so like i would i figured that her hostile sex was a choice but that really confirmed it i was like no she can be sexy and this there is sexiness in this movie it's but the overall tone of the movie is just not it's about the uh, people what exploiting each other yeah there we go thank you i mean i guess it is i don't know this movie doesn't really make a lot of sense when you start thinking about the story i mean what characters do and subplots that are just dropped and then don't go fucking anywhere Wait, like what? What? Which one did you want to see go somewhere? You know what I wanted to see go somewhere is the revenge thing at the fucking end. Like, it's so quick. It's wrapped up so fast at the very end of the movie. Mm. And it makes no sense. The revenge thing. You're talking about the guy that, that gave her the ride in and is now giving her a ride out well, after she. No, that makes sense. That's like your bookend thing. But the guy that... the the big musician that comes in and rapes her friend molly right oh yeah and she and <laughs> she's even told like just be quiet and like maybe we'll get your friend a, a clothing shop 
Like, at least she's getting something from that. She just goes and kicks this dude's ass with her fucking high heels, and then that's it. And then, and then she gives up her show and starts hitching. And she, and she just walks yeah. away. To, to Los Angeles. Yeah, that was really weird. She put on her war paint, her rage nipples. You didn't do anything for your friend. Your friend's still in the hospital. You didn't pay their bill with, with any of your money. Nothing happened. We got no resolution with that. It's not completely only, dropped. Not only did she not do that, but she gave up. And I think that was a very misguided thing. But I think the point was that she gave up her whole career because she felt that she got it uh, be, you know, immorally because she pushed the, the lady down this crystal down the stairs. And so um, to make up for the fact that um, she did that horrible thing, she just decided to step out of that role and give it to someone more deserving, except no one was more deserving because they're all terrible people. And, <laughs> but I think that was her thought process was I don't deserve this anyway. So let me go out with a bang by doing the one thing I can do, which is get angry. I mean, Kristen, I would, I would agree with that. If the scene right after was not like Gina Grishan just being like, Oh, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. She I literally you. said, I did the same I, thing I to get money. here. Yeah, I did the same shit. Yeah, but she doesn't want to be her. She hates her. Well, she's wanted to be her the whole movie. She couldn't. She couldn't decide the entire movie. Do I want to be you or do I want to fuck you? Like that. That tension is danced on the whole movie. And then she finally sees where she's going to end up in eight years in the hospital with someone else pushing her down the stairs. Maybe that's why she decides to peace out. Well, yeah, and the other girl also who, who uh, threw the little marbles down and, and tripped the. Understudy, mm-hmm. she came up. She's like, "Hey, can I be your understudy?" So she instantly sees this bitch is out for my head. Oh, that's a good point. She didn't say that. Yeah, and she already knew that that the understudy had um, injured the other girl. Also, yeah, it's she's just not. But that's the thing is, like, nothing was really resolved. But yeah. how could it be? Yeah, nothing was really resolved. She was just like, "Let me go do this again in another city." <laughs> Going to L.A., Las Vegas didn't work out. I'm gonna go be an actress. No, we, we, but it's so funny because no. like Las Vegas could have worked out. She could have stayed there and, <laughs> and just kept. But like, what is she like? Is she trying to find like a happy home life? Because that's not how you act when you want a happy home life. That's I just I don't know. It, but it was an, I did think it was an interesting character study, even though everyone made bad choices always. So do you think it's an interesting character study because it was well written? Or do you think they just kind of accidentally happened upon people who are complex with layers yeah okay so was that you brian under your breath it what i wouldn't say that it was like was well written but i think the story and the characters are good and interesting and you could take them and write this well and you could make a great movie out of this did they do that no this is like a i mean i do think this was entertaining it's like a popcorn movie i did not hate it was it like a great movie absolutely not <laughs> but I do think the characters and the story, the story is also crazy, but whatever, you could make it work. You could make it work with a good writer. And I don't know that they had that. They did. That I mean, this they is, definitely this is Joe happen. Esterhouse, who we just recently saw in Basic Instinct. He but wrote he it? Few, yeah, he wrote it. Listen, not everyone is like good all the time. Okay. So. Basic Instinct was, was more, was better put together than this, you know, but it's also, I guess it may be a simpler film. But like, I mean, there's fewer characters. There's there's less grandeur, but it's it, it's yeah. got stuff going on. It's got suspense. Yeah. It's building towards something yeah, yeah. that like it. Yes, it's entertaining like this movie, but it's going somewhere. We want to see what happens to these characters, and this movie takes like fucking 
like an hour and 20 minutes to, to get to the story part of the whole fucking movie. Dude. Dude, 45 minutes into this film felt like it was an hour and a half. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, like, like this movie drags. It's way too fucking long. So long. It's so fucking long. I, I like I like the the black guy that's teaching her how to dance, but that does not need to be in this movie in any way, shape, or form. No. That adds no, nothing. it doesn't do anything. Yeah, well, no, it, it, it he, seems like it should, because well, keeps, she keeps running he, into he's him. He's trying to be like Jiminy Cricket, like show up, and he's trying to like 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 tell her, like no, no, you know, no. he's trying to be her conscience, and you you know, you're doing the wrong thing and all that shit. But he doesn't ever fucking help her. No, like, like even him, he, like he doesn't follow his own fucking like rules. That's the whole no. That's the whole point is. He is supposed to be her conscience and then or, or to help her to whatever her, you know, help her do, I guess, the right thing and like be a better dancer and do a good show, have have a good show. And and that is the point is that she discovers that he's just as fake and awful as everyone else. And he straight up says that to her. He's like, look, this is just who I am. And that's. I, I thought at first she, she did originally walk away, but then she runs into him and she's like, what about us? And <laughs> he reminds her once again, oh, there I'm is no married. us. Yeah. And by the way, I'm also getting married. <laughs> Not because I want to, but because I have to, and I'm going to go work in a grocery store. And I think that's actually kind of the point is that he, he was her hope. He was her oh, hope. And when she sees okay. that, she's like, well, what am I still doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Because that would have been her. She she was the because that other dancer that he was he was marrying was the girl that came in after she started working or after Penny. she was about to leave. Yeah, hope Penny hope. <laughs> so but so so when 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 they're in his in his apartment and they do the whole flash dance kind of fucking scene with the chair and all that, and then like uh, he reaches her hand down her pants and she's like no 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 I'm on my period and he's like what and, he, and she's like she's like check and he does all that. And then she stands up and she says, you can fuck me when you love me. Then later on, when he comes back and he tells her that he's going to marry Penny, she asks him, do you love her? Like, like, so there, there, there's a, there's something going on there with that because she, she keeps bringing up love with him. All she wants is to be loved. No one loves her. But like you said earlier, conflating love and attention. Yes, and that's and why sex. she runs straight to yeah. Kyle McLaughlin is because she's like, oh, he's paying me attention and he's nice to me, so he must love me. He must be He must be in love with me. Yeah. He's got that great hair. Oh, and those cool he shades. Hair. He wears them inside, yeah. too. Yeah, man. Ooh. <laughs> he's like a sexual it's vampire. pronounced Versace. Versace. He's the only guy that told her. Like, I mean, He is kind to oh, her. He's the only cool moment. Okay, Kristen. He is, he is kind to her. I got a Kristen question. Hmm. So they're walking by Versace and they see this je- this dress in the in the uh, in in the uh, window and and her friends like I can make that and yeah. she's like no she's like no I want to buy it how yeah. much is that dress okay I think I looked it up and it's eighteen hundred dollars because she only got a five she got three hundred dollars out of that five hundred dollars oh she got three hundred I was like she only got five hundred dollars because the guy came up and said two so he, he <laughs> yeah. she had she had to give up forty percent to 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 her fucking bookie. <laughs> And uh, so she had 300 bucks. So maybe there's more time has passed or whatever. And, and she's like accrued more money. Maybe she saved it up. Maybe it was on sale, but it was in the window. So probably not. Yeah, yeah. that did not make sense to me. She yeah. should not have been able to afford the dress. Well, there's six weeks pass from when she gets there to. Oh, I thought she so she's like, just been saving up. Okay. I thought she like got a big tip and wanted to go spend it. That's yeah, what I thought too. I think, I think that's yeah. what they're implying. And but... I was like, that's not enough for that You're dress. You're not buying that dress for $300. <laughs> You're not buying that dress for $500. You think you could make that dress for, for pretty cheap, Kristen? Cheaper than 1800 yeah. 
<laughs> Be two dollars less. <laughs> it depends on how much I like you. That's how my prices scale. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, okay. I mean, this is this is since the thing is, is that like if you know how to make clothes, you can look at something like that, and yeah, you can make it, and you can usually do it pretty cheaply. It depends on how much your materials are, but that's why clothes aren't like copyrighted, and you can't, and you can one hundred percent like rip off designs because. You, if you can look at something and figure out how to make it, which any dressmaker should be able to do, um, you can't copyright that, you know? And so that's why you get knockoffs all the time in stores. That's why, and that's why designers put their logo on everything is because you can trademark a logo, but you cannot copyright a design or trademark a design. Didn't know that. Hmm. Most people don't. And then they try and argue with me. You can write all of your letters to Brian. I don't care. It's that's how it is. <laughs> Wait, why? I'm not going to answer those letters. I'm not going well, to. Well, I'm not going to answer them. I'm not even going to read them. That's Listen. why she's directing them to you, Brian. Yeah, I'm just going to forward them. They will go in your filing bin. <laughs> no, that's like most people try and argue, and they're like, "That doesn't sound right." And I'm like, "I don't care what you think it sounds like. This is how it is. Like that's why. <laughs> that's why you can go buy a knockoff dress because I bet that Versace dress you could buy a knockoff right now." you know, in that same mall. You could buy a knockoff in that same mall and her friend could 100% make it for probably, I mean, I don't know, like maybe maybe 50 bucks, but probably like 200. Um, really? It, yeah, because, it yeah. It seemed like a lot of fabric. Well, that's the point, okay. Jared. It's not, oh, it has okay. nothing to do with this, the size of the fabric, okay? That's not, that's not how things yeah. are priced. <laughs> it's not charged based on the number of yards. On the thing. Although, but if you have a dress that has like 10 yards of fabric, that is also very expensive. But it also has to do with the cut and however many seams are in it. And if you have, any, I don't think this, this looks like a very simple dress, but it, it, you know, this number of seams or if you have any like sort of boning or any sort of structure, or any sort of interfacing, um, there's a lot of things that go into it and it has nothing necessarily to do with the size. That's why bras are so expensive and everyone's like, oh, but it's just like a little like flap. No, there's like actually a lot. It's like, it's like, it's like 36 unit. pieces. Like there's Oof. a lot that goes into it. Wow. That's why bras are expensive. I like her friend Annie's like her whole job is kind of cool. Like she's kind of like mending fucking dresses and, and fixing, you know, we're going to have a smiling snatch. You know, we got to cover up, uh, you know. The gay guys are like, no one wants to see your snatch. <laughs> we already know. <laughs> one hetero dude wants to see it, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. When that guy's like, we get it. You're hetero. You don't have to keep letting everyone know. He's compensating. <laughs> There's, the, everyone was, like, so cranky, but they were all very funny. I enjoyed them. And that's the thing is, like, this movie was not well written and it was not well acted. Uh, but I didn't hate it. It was, like, a fun little popcorn movie. It reminded me of, like, the bad, like, made-for-TV movies that I would watch as a kid. <laughs> this, I, and so I enjoyed this, actually. But it's just... What Skinamax channels were you watching as a kid? No, I wasn't. And actually, I wasn't allowed to watch this when it came out. I did ask because I was a big, like, Saved by the Bell fan. And so I was like, can I also see this movie? And my parents were like, absolutely like, not. <laughs> Jesse <No>. said <laughs> I saw the rated R version when I was, like, uh, 16 or so. But the, what, what's, what's the, the difference? difference on the rated R? Yeah, I, I can't remember. I mean, I saw that when I was a teenager, man. I mean... Well, probably yeah. not um, full frontal... It, topless would probably be fine though right? you know i mean there was still so much nudity in it i mean i remember being like oh okay i've seen enough of the human body i'm good 
so good. <laughs> uh, I, I can't remember the difference, but I remember the NC-17 cut being like a a holy grail thing. It's like, oh, you know, some of the, the mom and pop video stores have that. You got to go out there and find it. It's in the back. <laughs> Is that the version that, that I... What, what's the difference? How do I know if I watch that version? <laughs> uh, if you see the full frontal during the, um, the strip tease, the lap dance, where it's uh, Kyle and Gina, and they're both watching in the back room of cheetahs yeah yeah if you if you see her from head to toe completely naked, naked that's the nc-17 version and i think you Do would we know. need to go check i'm pulling it up right now <laughs> i was actually surprised that it was nc-17 and there was full frontal nudity especially i mean i know she wasn't like a huge star but she did have some she had like a child following and so I was really surprised that I, what was she trying to break out into the adult world and be taken seriously because I don't think yeah, this is she how was 20, 22 when they oh, made this 23 or whatever young. I think 23 Gina Gerson was like 10 years older than her really that's it yeah I thought she was in her 40s yeah no, she was like 33 or 32 something oh, wow. like that this was like right around the same time as Bound too with uh, her and Jennifer Tedley but that being said Brown. I loved the oh sorry Mike go ahead I was just going to ask if Bound was after this, but I'll look it up. Go ahead and ask your question. I was just going to say, I really did enjoy how big a role costuming played in this. And all of the costumes I thought were really fun. Even if I didn't like all of them, the detail and a lot of the the costumes that they that they had on stage from the dominatrix outfits to oh the my God, those were those were those were actually pretty great i kind of like those what, with all the motorcycles and liked... shit that was badass yeah, man. <laughs> <The fucking> motorcycles <laughs> driving across like, the yeah, catwalk these, and like shit. yeah these catwalks yeah so fucking cool they also <laughs> i really uh enjoyed the sheer diamond leotards oh, and they cool. had like the glitter hair and glitter uh the rhinestones on their face like the, yeah. there were some really cool moments cool. and it just i looked like they all had like body paint because yeah. you could still see everything yeah like, exactly that's pretty impressive that actually. was that was really cool there were some really cool costumes in this and even the production design, because every time she would go back to that trailer, I was like, oh, my God, you poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the chips? Did you eat the chips? It, I, I always like that she's always eating so much junk food. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they, they talk about like brown rice and Pounding those burgers, man. She's eating burgers and chips and fucking drinking and, you know, whatever, dude. She's down. Hey, that's probably the best goddamn shot of the strip, man, is the. The, oh, the overhead. She's sitting on the hood of the yeah. car. No, no. The, yeah, she's sitting on the hood of the car, and they do this like dolly in, and they like fucking rotate over to her. It's like right Picks at beautiful like uh, blue hour, and she's eating that giant hamburger. And I was like, fuck, I want a hamburger. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, that was a beautiful shot. I watched that shot twice. Yeah. I, that, that, <laughs> see, that's the problem, man. This, this movie, it it does seem like who said made for TV? Like that's perfect, Me. but yeah, but it's yeah. got production devalues of like a huge theatrical budget film, and it just. As That's you're watching problem, it, it yeah. it's yeah. fucking with your head. Even That's though it's the shitty, there's actual direction going on. Yeah. I don't yeah. really know where it fell apart, though, because there, the, yeah, there is direction going on. So why is the acting so bad? I think it's what he wanted. I, I, th- I think, think, I think it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a little farcical and, and oh, like ridiculous. All right, okay, all right, all right. We got to take a break because this is going to open up a huge can of worms. Because I got a question to ask you guys. You can think about it on break. Showgirls, write it down so you don't forget it. Is it is it satire or is it just bad? We'll think about that. We'll come back. Right now, we're going to play the trailer for Paul Verhoeven's Showgirls. You're gonna win? I'm gonna dance. 
There's a spot open in the chorus line. We're auditioning tomorrow morning. I think you should try out. I got an audition! Okay, ladies, I got one interest here, and that's the show. I don't care whether you live or die. I want to see you dance, and I want to see you smile. I can't use you if you can't smile. I can't use you if you can't show. I can't use you if you can't sell. From the creators of Basic Instinct, the last time they took you to the edge, this time they're taking you all the way. We take the cash, we cash the check, we show them what they want to see. You got more natural talent when you dance than anybody I've ever seen. She's going down to the stardust. She's going to be in the show. Right? If someone gets in your way, step on them. It's not fair. It's not about fair. It's about power. You're a stripper. Don't you get it? I'm a dancer. She's dazzling, she's exciting, and she's what Las Vegas is all about. The passion is real. I fall in love with you. The desire is intense. You can't touch me, but I can touch you. I'd really love to touch you. And the show is about to begin. Showgirls. Leave your inhibitions at the door all right we're back that was a trailer for paul verhoeven's showgirls what a great fucking trailer it's a it good was a trailer. great trailer sure i'm glad they uh they put that little star over the eye yeah, of yeah. terrible font good trailer <laughs> yeah it's not the font they use in the movie i don't know i hate when they do that consistency Actually- is key I do. I will say I can see why people were mad at this movie if that's the trailer because the movie did not live up to the trailer at all. Not even close, no. And I liked the movies. <laughs> the trailer was really great, though. Like that makes it look like a real movie, not like this popcorn thing that we got. Yeah, that felt like there was intrigue and drama and conflict between all the characters. And yeah, no. Do you think it's editing, Brian? Do you think it could be edited better? What the trailer? I mean, oh, I thought the trailer no, was cut beautifully. No, the movie. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe, but I'm. You would just have to rem- remove so much of this. I mean, half the problem is the runtime, and you're not getting yep. into your main section yep. of your story until so late. I don't know. It's just the writing. I mean, the script would have to be completely rewritten. I think. Yeah. But before we went on break, satire, bad movie. What do you guys think of Showgirls? No, it's a bad movie. This is not a satire. Yeah. Okay. So you say that real quick, but I want to point out Paul Verhoeven, every single one of his English language American studio films have all had very strong satirical takes. And I'm talking everything from Robocop, right? Uh, we have uh, Total Recall, even Starship Troopers, Hollow Man. All of these things have satirical takes, even basic instinct at moments. Then if that's what he was going for, I would say he failed at this. Mm. No, it has that feel. You know, it's a little, it's over the top. It's cartoony. It's it's ridiculous. But that's not satire. That doesn't necessarily mean it's satire. Those are two different things. They can be the same thing, but they're not. You know, they don't. Yeah, have just to being be. wild and bombastic doesn't mean you're you're poking fun right, or so subverting no, expectations. Take, taking this, the taking the person who. This is, she's trying to live up to her dream and every little thing that goes through it, you know, it's, it's, it's a satirical look on that. 
on. I I mean, I believe that dreams. maybe that was the attempt in yeah. in handling the script, but ah man, she's she doesn't feel like a satire character. She feels like uh, an actor who is told this is what it's going to be. And then gets in their head about this is what I need to do to make myself be that person. And then just is really bad at all the deliveries. I agree with that. But think about Dr. Strangelove, right? And how over the top Peter Sellers is in that. Even the general that's all worried about his precious bodily fluids. I'm just saying it's Yeah, but but those characters, I, I believed their motivations in their over the topness. I didn't for a second believe this girl like wanted to do all these things and really cared about dancing and was actually good at dancing. I mean, you don't have to make sense in a satire. Alice in Wonderland no. doesn't make any goddamn sense. I will say, okay, so so look, the reason I think it fails is that, okay, so right, like a satire is when you expose, I'm looking at the definition here, you use humor, irony, exaggeration, or ridicule to expose and criticize people's stupidity or vices. And I think that is... You you could sit there and say, yes, they're exposing people's stupidity and their vices. And yeah, the only one they used was exaggeration. There was no ridicule. There was no irony. There was no humor. This play, no, everyone played that, it very yeah. straight. Even though she was over the top, I didn't once for a second say, oh, she's too over the, like, she's clearly doing this as a character. Like, I was just like, no, there's something wrong with her. No, we were just <laughs> talking about how they, like, all these people are scummy. There's no heroes here. I, I, they're taking a very pointed, like, cynical look. At this industry, yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I, you know, I, I I think they're saying things. They may get lost in the over the top theatricality. They were not mocking this industry. They were not parodying this like industry. Them. No, they were totally doing that because, like, mm. like even when um they're introducing like Gina Gershon, right, and, and it's right after she has the performance, and then she's talking to all the reporters, and then Elizabeth Berkeley when she gets there, there she's saying the same thing, right? That's irony that's satire yeah all, yeah all of it's the same no there's that one character who has the the top that flips down oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, she's she's <laughs> the awesome. big lady that with the tits that just keep popping out You're the she, only if they the were all pop. like her this would be a great satire she's like, the only yeah, one she's yeah, over the top in a satirical kind of way no one else's everyone else i bought and that's the problem is that i bought them i bought them as characters she looks better than a 10-inch dick, and you know it. Yeah, she was great. It's a great top, <laughs> she too. Was a I kept trying to figure out sure. how she was getting her top to do that. <laughs> yeah, how did she do that? And, and, but, and also, it, it made a little fart sound when it went down. So, like, you know, it's totally, it's totally, it's, it's, it's like a cartoon. She's, I felt like she was the only character. And that's, yes, that's the problem, is that I did not feel that anyone was exaggerated to the point that I was like, oh, this is a this is something else. I was just like, no, I could see all of these people acting this way. That's the problem. I think that's where the movie failed. Maybe the people are too realistic. Yeah, I think it's too realistic. Oh, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I don't know. When people are well, having no, sex and orgasms, it's so over the yeah. top. All and, of it. And, and just, do you guys of, not know people like this? Because I do. <laughs> do you, are you serious right now? You don't know people who act like this, men and women, no. who act like this? Oh my god! No. You're so lucky. You are so lucky. They go around like just like oh no, that's oof. yeah. I know a lot. I know a lot of people like this. I was, and that's why I was like, what happened to her? I'm waiting for this backstory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I do think it's both. I do think it's satire and it's bad. 
I think it's I, I think it's bad satire. If yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I could see I could see now that you're saying this that, that that was attempted, but I don't think they succeeded at that at all. Yeah, I, I think Paul Verhoeven and Joel Esterhouse. There was there was a writer director disconnect that was happening yep. <laughs> in this movie. Yep. Yeah, and it's just man, you feel it in every fucking scene. Well, okay, not every scene. That's too harsh because I love the music or the show producer. Uh, man, he is just like. Oh, he's he's so great, just yelling at all the girls. I thoroughly enjoyed that entire like montage and audition. Oh yeah, no, he was yeah. great. It was real good. Yeah, it's a cliched scene, but it, it worked. Yeah, no, but then, I think it works. Yeah, I liked it a lot. No, that that was good. That that was like setting up character, it, like you know, it, 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 it setting up expectation. It's like setting mm-hmm. up the stakes, like all that. Like you that know, was the only gets... time I felt stakes in this whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was that audition. No, that that was great. But then you have these like totally disjointed scenes, like you know, I've I've had dog food. It's a long, a long time ago, you know. D- dog. I kept waiting for Gina Gershon to, to be like, "I'm fucking with you. That's gross. Why would you eat dog food?" And they were both like, "Oh, that was my favorite." Like, it what? felt like some weird Meisner fucking like bullshit they were rolling on before they yeah. actually ran the scene. Like, like it was just like <laughs> ridiculousness. It is so bad, man. Yeah. It is. It's the most laugh out loud moment I think of the whole movie. And they're so sincere, and they're like fucking six inches away from each other's face, like you yeah, know. Yeah, where you're and, just like make out and stop talking. I had to look up no Spago, like because it looks like they're on a soundstage uh, with like an it's got like like you can see the matte painting off in the distance <laughs> of the ceiling. But that's actually that's actually how that place is. Like you, yeah, it, yeah. it's like it's kind of like an interior mall. Like it looks like you're sitting on the street, but you're not. You're inside. I've never been there, so I didn't know. That's how all of Vegas is, man. Yeah, there's a lot of spots like that. It it, it made it made it feel more like like a TV movie. Yeah, just because yeah, it felt like it was fake, a bad a bad backlot, a bad yeah. set. Yeah, it's like yeah. how fake yeah. the whole place feels. It's but that's was I I also appreciated that in the second half of the movie when she's kind of a star, if you will, and she's going to all these gaudy, awful Terrible places. Uh, yeah, I but to see to see it kind of change from the trailer to like. Like that guy's the guy she beat up his hotel room, you know. Was that '90s style, Kristen? Is that was that what we were seeing there? That that's it. That that's like the pinnacle of '90s. If it, it feels like like is what the pinnacle of the '90s? What, what watered down '80s? What they're wearing, right? Yeah, what they're wearing, the way that they're doing all the makeup. Oh, the, yeah. Well, their makeup is okay. Don't forget they're in Vegas, and so their makeup is like heavily showgirls because they are. But yeah, no, yeah, heavy eyeliner and yeah, so it was l- less 80s, but still had an easy influence because this came out in the early 90s. So you still had that. Lots of neon and like they're actually doing a lot of like RGB kind of style coloring. You know, that's very, that's very modern now. Everybody's doing that. So when I was watching this and seeing how they were doing these, these color washes and all that, it's, it's feel, it's felt very 80s to me. I felt like they were starting to move into the 90s. They hadn't quite hit the 90s yet. And that could have also been Vegas because Vegas isn't really known for being forward thinking. You know, they're not fashion forward. They're not. Why are you laughing? Like they do a lot of very classic gaudy nonsense. And so they're not a good word for it. They're not really up on the fashion trends because why would they be? Because they stick to kind of the I don't want to. I want to say the classics, but not like the classics that you would think of them. But classics for Vegas, yeah, dress like know? Frank Sinatra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go hear Caesar sing. Yeah, 
And so, yeah, it wouldn't. In the world. And so they would take a lot from the 80s. And also the thing is that with those shows that they do, again, I think they started to change semi-recently, by which I mean in the last 20 years, but not really. A lot of them are very gaudy. Have you, have you been to Vegas and seen shows there? They're not. No. I would not in any way, shape, or form be like, oh, this is so, like, forward-thinking and this is new and progressive. Like, that's not what it is. It's all, mm-hmm. like. Very old. I've never seen like a, a topless show like that. Do these actually, I guess they have to exist, but do they yeah. still exist in Las Vegas now? I've seen a couple of topless shows, and they di- they didn't have like the volcanoes and the dominate. Wait a minute, but is, is everything overly sexual? <laughs> like like it's all yes. it's all sex, but you know it's all sex. But like story. that's the thing. Actually, no, I actually thought the same thing when I was in Vegas. Was like it, it is all sex, but it's not sexy. I'm just like it's a body doing stuff up there. Like it's not sexy. And maybe I went to the wrong shows. Maybe I was, but I, I I got the same feeling from Vegas. It's just like a machine there that they just churn out this stuff, and it's it's kind of like Broadway in that they just churn out what everyone knows and expects, and there's nothing really new there. Hmm. Well, you know, ooh, it, slam I, on Broadway, damn. Have you seen this shit on Broadway? Give me a break. <laughs> I think that I think that makes sense because like when when he tells her uh, at the end of the movie, he's like. You've got low self-esteem, baby. You're a good oh, fuck. Yeah. He thinks he's giving her a compliment, but she's still like, you know, I'm not a fucking whore, you know, and all this like in her head. Spits in his uh, face real good, too. Spits, uh, spits oh, in, yeah, oh, yeah. Did. It went right Oof. into his fucking open mouth. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's like that, one take. That's it. And we're done. That kind of leans into that, you know, like everybody's desensitized there. And, you know, so he, he was like, I was giving you a fucking compliment. Yeah, hundred bucks. You're worth more than that. Come yeah, on. Yeah, shit, man. I love that that's his last scene in the, in the movie. He just gets spit in his face. Never see him again. It's done. No resolution there. No go fuck yourself. Nothing. No, just spit at the end but, of that okay, argument. We're done. But Okay, the thing that bothered me the most is that there's not really... So I thought the resolution with James was that was when she sees him having sex with Penny and telling Penny the same exact thing that he was telling her. And she was like, you know, this is this is over. And he's like, we were never anything to begin with. But then she runs into him like twice more and they both times like they're both like, hey, actually, how are we feeling right now? And I was just like, why do you keep reopening this? Like, this is like I know people who do this. That's super annoying. This is not how movies do it, though. (laughs) Like, usually it's resolved and it's done. Like he's like, he's like, life sucks. I'm a student of T-shirts. He keeps like saying all these like like quintessential like it's terrible yeah. too because if he had any integrity he could have been something because i actually thought he was talented and he was a good choreographer and he was a good dancer i'm not sure why everyone booed his show what did you guys it think? was at the wrong venue it was just yeah, like a weird that, like that like was no a weird was, venue yeah. to be doing that it, kind it's of a not dance. the right venue for that like you, you that know, was a club look- right and like a like a nightclub kind and of nobody's there to watch that they're there to dance yeah. and talk like that's yeah. not what you're here i don't know most of the do. i was also wondering maybe because they were clothed too and they weren't naked weren't they top weren't the girls topless no, no. no. okay that could be it also, he talks shit to his women. <laughs> he does. <laughs> like, no, he's not a yeah. nice person, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. why I think it's funny that she looks to him <laughs> to be saved. He's not a good person. But it, uh, if he had any integrity, which he doesn't because he's a character in this film, he could have done something. And instead, he goes to work in a grocery store because he knocks Did you up. dance like a dump truck? Gosh. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Dumb trucks don't dance. They just back up. But I like when he tried to get her back. She catches him 
they're not really together, but he, they're, she, he, she, he, they, she interprets it as him cheating on her. And then he comes back to like ask for forgiveness. But the way he asks for forgiveness is like, I've got a problem with pussy and I'll always have a problem with pussy. Like what? You're not even trying. What is that? Hey, look, I got a problem with pussy. You know, I can't, can't stop getting it. You know, I ain't making no money off this dance. Might as well touch and a little I, pussy while look, I'm at it. No, he, he, he's like, he's like, I've got a problem with pussy and I'm always going to be that way or whatever. So basically if we got together, I'm still going to be fucking other girls. But so he's like, just, he's trying to get her back too. And I was yeah. like, that's not how we do this, he's sir. Why are you? He's being honest, Kristen. Don't don't you value honesty? Love like, me look. for who I am. Like, yeah, this is who I am. <laughs> not well, when you're I got like, a problem with pussy. Not when your honesty is like, hey, I'm always gonna lie. That's say, Daddy's hungry. I don't you know think what that's saying? working. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I, I guess we should uh, we should mention we watched the the TV cut with the painted on uh, bras while we were on break as well. Yeah, that's that's pretty rough. No, okay, I just, but yeah, I will bad say for the guys who had to do it. Okay, but I do. I will say that I I I thought it was <laughs> nice that they painted on bras and someone tried to to do that because usually you just get those stupid little black bars and I hate the black bars and so the fact that someone sat there and was like, oh, I'm gonna make a little bikini. I was like, oh, what color cute. should we go with? Yeah, like <laughs> she's got red underwears. Let's yeah, give her red good. tops. Good. They it's match. Good they match. Yeah, they did. And they have little triangles. They like they tried. Yeah, they even when she turned around, they had like the little strap that goes yeah. around the back too. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of thought went it into was, this. Okay, it was dancing a little bit. It wasn't like it's like it's just got a little jitter <laughs> it to it. Totally dancing. <laughs> oh, I was trying to. I was saying, and uh, I got it wrong. And eyes wide shut. They didn't do the black bars. They did. They paint robes on them, or did they do the no, black they put, bars? They put new people in front of them. Oh, that they put. Okay, they put yeah. people in front of them. Okay. Yeah, That's there's there's not enough people to put in front of these. Yeah, I appreciate the little the little triangles. And to be fair, these cameras were, uh, were moving more than they were in Eyes Watch. Yeah, rather significantly. Yeah, and they did a great job do it with that movement. I mean, they, as great as the they, movie. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> they could have just comped in like little children that were like ex booby high, you know, <laughs> to pluck out all the, the nipples. F word. They keep saying the F word. Okay, what what showgirl <laughs> or stripper has take your kid to work day? Like, what what the hell? Hey, look, man. No, because sometimes it's you can't like, get a babysitter. Okay? That's right. It's just like in a league of their own. They take Stillwell to the to the game that one time. That one kid's got his teddy too. It's so oh, bad. Man. Oh, it's like man. they just got out of bed or like, oh, mommy, we were sleeping, but you have well, a late show. Because you know, these yeah. shows are late. <laughs> yeah, these they're are late. late night shows. Normally that kid's in bed by 8 o'clock. It's 9.30 by this point at least. No, but like it could have been like a babysitter thing. <laughs> because I don't think the, the, all those showgirls are like native to Las Vegas. So like they probably don't have family in the area. And what daycare is open overnight? I mean, I don't know. Maybe they are. Well, you Maybe know, her mom true. watches the kids and she's on another bender. You don't know. It's true. The mom could be on a bender. <laughs> on another bender. I like that. <laughs> Showgirls are people too, Brian. The most unbelievable thing about the kids was that that they were surprised by the cursing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing that I thought was silly about In that. In an environment full of just boobs everywhere. And monkeys. Because, they said the F no, word. No, <laughs> because um, I don't remember who it was, but um, I had a book of showgirls for some reason at some point or i was looking through a book of sh- anyway but yeah no like they bring their kids their kids come backstage everyone's topless the kids don't care the girls don't care it's like a thing because they grow up around that it's not like no 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 actually yeah i 
Yeah, no, get, get kids used to bodies. Everybody has a body, whatever. Well, especially because so. if that's your mom's job yeah. and it's implied that this is a good job, right? She's not mm-hmm, a stripper. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you tell your kid that you're a dancer at a Las Vegas stage? No, they'd probably be very proud of their yeah. mom being a dancer there. Like, yeah. yeah, my mom's in a show at this notorious theater that's famous and cool. Yeah. They have monkeys. What's not to love? Because a lot of money went into that show. Yeah, every, everybody seems to have a drug problem or had a drug problem. Or... Well, that's just life, okay? That's just Vegas, baby. That's also the 90s. <laughs> I did like the Quaalude comment with the girl that I guess was the... Chipped her tooth on a Quaalude? Yeah. What was she, like the backstage director and then the slash choreographer or assistant choreographer? I don't know what her role was. That's how she met her husband. Was she like a the stage dentist. manager? Yeah, because she was doing yeah. all the stuff backstage. She got the little headset. But then yeah. she was also teaching the girls like how to dance later, too. Because she was a former dancer, and they probably didn't want to pay another actor, so <laughs> she got to be both. <laughs> all right, touche. I don't know. They're they're paying a lot of people to do a lot of things because even like all the shots where they're backstage looking out at the at the show. Like, I believe that they could shoot all the show shots from the audience perspective without having to pay any extras. But all those backstage shots, man, there's people in, in those seats. You can see the stage and you can see the seats behind them. And a couple of times I was like, hang on a second. And I would pause it and just see like there's there's people in all those fucking seats. Every single one of those backstage shots. You think it's weird those like two little pits that are like kind of like orchestra pits that are built into the stage. How do those people get up and go to the bathroom? They don't. You, you, if you go to the show, you're trapped. You don't need to go. They let you. <laughs> sometimes they give you adult diapers. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Not always for peeing. Not going to one of those shows. Yeah. It's one of those <laughs> fetish, like diaper fetish shows. That's the after party. It's sponsored by Huggies. Oh Wait, is, is this a three-hour show? Okay, yeah. No water, no alcohol. I'm good. Is there an intermission? <sighs> nope. No, don't, we don't need one. Everybody just goes in their pants. Oh, the smell. Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's weird when you don't have cum on you. That's Vegas, baby. <laughs> I mean, honestly, as long as you have enough drugs, I don't think you care. This is true. Oh my goodness! Uh, I guess uh, real quick budget forty million to forty five million. Uh, the movie made uh, thirty seven point seven million worldwide. Nice. Oof. That's rough. That's rough for that size budget. It is. Uh, it's a huge loss, but um, MGM got a lot back. Uh, United Artists. Um, movie made over a hundred million dollars on on VHS. Damn. Rentals. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wanted well, anyone else to know they were going to see it. Wait, if it was released as an NC-17, I mean, theaters might not have carried it. Oh, no. This was a wide release. This is the widest release still to this day, NC-17 movie. It played in, uh, what was it? It was 1,300-some theaters. 1,388 screens. Wow. It's the goatsy of uh, NC-17 films. It's opening weekend. It made $8.1 million. But it did open up against seven, which was obviously mm. number one. Oh, holy could... shit. Yeah. 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 That's a hard open. Yeah. They were trying for it. I think this might be the first NC-17 movie I've actually seen. Really? That's yeah. Cute. I can't think of a different one. <laughs> Thanks, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen two more. Um, I mean, most of the, I guess most of the films that I've seen that have 
have been, I guess, have been reclassified as NC-17, but or, were, uh, were originally rated X. Like Midnight Cowboy, Last Tango in Paris. Those were all given an X ratings when they were released originally. Because mm. I forget when the NC-17 came around, but it wasn't too long after the MPAA did that whole classification in the 80s where they added the PG-13 rating. Oh, yeah. And then they kind of updated everything. Um, so it wouldn't have been but maybe a couple of years after that. Yeah, I feel like any movie that might have qualified, I've only seen, and it's, and it's had a, a not rated for those kinds of situations. But those usually like home video releases or now streaming and that kind of shit. Yeah, I, I, it's insane. Like, I think Midnight Cowboy, like, that would be easy R now. <laughs> <laughs> was rated X in 68, you know, or whenever it came out. It came out sometime in the 60s, but things change. Are we at ratings? Anybody got anything else they want to add? Not unless you want to talk about the prolific music selection in this. There's a lot of music because there's a lot of dancing. That's all I'm saying. But I don't remember anything about the score. I think there was one or two songs that I was like, that sounds familiar. I feel like I've heard it before. But then I had no idea what it was. And Shazam didn't recognize it. Yeah, they were kind of blending some songs into their like mixes. I think most of it, yeah, was like techno music and um, or dance music of the time. But there, there are moments of score. The only they time like, they were like melody, yeah. The only time yeah. I ever really noticed a score was when um, the first time Naomi and Molly meet, and they, she just has her suitcase stolen, and oh, Elizabeth yeah, yeah. Berkeley's like banging the shit out of her car. Oh, but, uh, and they almost kiss. Yeah, that was the only reason she, I noticed. And then that she was pukes. The score it was so bad. Why did she puke? Because she almost kissed a girl. No, because she's so upset and angry, and she just ate a really bad meal, and so Wait, she Wait, what? No, she hasn't Did eaten she? a bad meal. No, that, this that is before after. the meal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, this is before, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe, I assumed it was, like, anxiety. She just had hitched a ride to Vegas and had just, like, trusted this guy, and then, you know, everything happens, and so she's just, it's just, like, n- nerves, anxious, anxious anxiety. She has yeah, run out that's into how traffic, I read the scene, too. And then she, like, turns around and pukes. Well, she almost died, so of course there's going to be some kind of a reaction. Maybe to it. that's so, it. Yeah. yeah, man, that is this movie's so over the top. God damn, this is like uh, the command, uh, the commando of like chick flicks. You know, just over the top, balls to the wall. <laughs> you mean wait, 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 wait? You qualify this movie as a chick flick? Look, it's a, the story is a chick flick. All right, it's just got a lot of like uh, stupid. It's kind of a chick flick, actually. I would agree. With yeah, that. it's it's got a lot of like male dialogue that's really gross like I'm like it's weird not having anybody come on you oh you have great tits I like to great tits you know it's I want to see your ass <laughs> but she's not yeah. she's not like a victim yeah. she carries her little knife and she beats people up and it does pass the Bechtel test there's lots of scenes of that's women point. That's talking point. about other things outside of men yeah yeah I love doggy chow <laughs> it's delicious god damn we eat for breakfast that was that was her favorite Anyone? All right, rate this. Rate this shit. Do you want me to go first? Do it. I, I can say it like this: Showgirls doesn't suck. <laughs> I understood that <laughs> reference. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's visually appealing, and I'm not even talking about the breasts. Uh, <laughs> lots, but if you're into breasts, there's lots and lots of breasts. There's like really, gr- really, really great breasts. There's good breasts. There's bad breasts. There's all breasts. There's if if you're into like white meat, it's there. If you're into dark meat, it's there too. Uh, but this was one of those films that was like, you know, hidden for me as, as like, you know, as a kid, you know, like, you know, you're not allowed to watch this movie. You know, this is, this is one of these, this is a bad movie. 
you know. So I've, I'd only ever like seen pieces of it, you know. So it was kind of had like a stigma to it. Like this is one of these like naughty films that you get to see. And then when it finally came around time to watch it, it was kind of fucking boring. You know, like, 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 like may, maybe I caught it at the wrong time. Maybe if I had seen this when I was a teenager, it may have given me like the kick that it was supposed to be because maybe it's, it's really aimed at like teenage boys. You know, it's, 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 it's a drama for, for that mindset possibly. But, uh, I, I do find it, it, it is entertaining. Uh, like I, I didn't really mind watching it twice except for like, fuck, it's long. Like, like God damn, it's so damn long. And, and I'm really mad because I'm gonna have to watch it a third time in the actual aspect ratio. So it pisses <laughs> me off that I actually have to see it again. But it, it is really good. Like, like Paul Verhoeven did a good job. I, like, you know, it, it, it's worthy of watching. It, it's, I don't know. It, it's, it's over the top. It's a fucking sexual cartoon. It's a. I'm gonna give it a six just for its camera and lighting alone. Six. Damn. Wow. That is Damn. a lot higher, Jared, than I. That is. I was expecting. No, no, no. I, I expect that everybody else is gonna go like, oh, it's a fucking three. It's a four. So I gotta, I gotta like bring. I gotta have set the curb a little high. Jesus. So I no. need to like give it a ten so that to even everything <laughs> out. Gross. Gross. No. <laughs> Listen, we're not we're not rating the tits, Jared. We're rating a movie. There was some, there were some beautiful areolas in here, and I love, I love when people paint their areolas. It's something I've never really seen before, and I thought it was very intriguing. Uh, can I just say that when I saw, like, she was, she was in that scene, she was trying to fuck him up. I thought she had like put some sort of like poison on her nipples, and so when he started <laughs> no, licking them, no, 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 those are like she was going to leave, and he was going to fucking die. Those are vengeance nipples. <laughs> vengeance nipples. That's where my brain went with it. I just need to put uh, that out there. I like that you can see it all in his mouth too, and he's like licking all of it off. Oh my he's always god! Like red man. shit in his yeah. mouth, and like, and like, and he even thinks about it. He looks down. He looks down. He's like, shit, those nipples are like really red. He's like, fuck it, all. you know, like. <laughs> That's what blows my mind. She only got paid a hundred thousand dollars, and that dude was like all up on her tit, bro. Like, I mean, just on the nipple. Yeah. He was just in it. Like he was. Ah. Multiple dudes are grabbing her tits and rubbing on her nipples in this. I'm just saying, man. Like that was, a... and she looked a stripper Ugh. pole. Oh, I know, right? Well, I, 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 hopefully it wasn't a real stripper pole. I mean, Bro, hopefully it, was it wasn't clean. a real stripper there pole. There were scenes because of, people, it was of like girls spinning on it beforehand. Correctly. Like, surely they went yeah. and wiped it down. Oh, first, hopefully. But, you know. Let's hope. Use one of those Clorox then, wipes. Dude, there was, that, there was like, when, when she <laughs> looks down... When she looks down and she sees uh, and she sees Crystal and, and, and dude sitting there, and she turns around and she grabs the stripper pole and she jerks it off real quick. She goes... <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I remember I that. Like, I was like, I was like, yeah, it was great. <laughs> What's hilarious is like on the behind the scenes of the Blu-ray, like she's she's even doing that with Paul Verhoeven there, and she's like doing this, she's doing like a slow jerk of it, and Paul Verhoeven's like, 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 oh yeah. yes, oh, yes, yeah. yes, oh yes. yeah, yes, yes, I'm so hot. Do it, do jerk it. Jerk the pole <laughs> off before you go. Show her you're mad. <laughs> is that the moment where like Gina Gershad's in there? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, bro! <sighs> it's kind of like the reverse uh, varsity blues. Like, like instead of being super embarrassed that they that they were there, she got into it. <laughs> it's a fucking tan. All right. <laughs> no, no, it is not a tan. No, I'm sorry. There, I'm sorry. It's a six. There I'm is, sorry. There is a lot to laugh about on this movie, but I I don't feel like it's because the movie is good or funny. I think it's just like it's so bad, it's hilarious. But fuck, it's so boring. Oh my god, it's so long and it's so fucking boring. But there's tits. 
like I was I was low key excited because this was the movie like Jared was saying that was like it was the naughty movie you're not supposed to see it there was that stigma to it that was like all right this is kind of exciting like let's let's finally watch Paul Verhoeven's fucking masterpiece where he's like tits are everywhere and then I was just like wait this is this is what this is about this is how this is actually going like from the get go with this guy in the truck and she like can't decide if she's going to have a conversation or hold a knife up and then this movie is so poorly written. There's a lot of really interesting characters. I will I will give them that. And there's a lot of really high quality production settings. Like the production value in this film is amazing. Um, the dance numbers are are really well executed, and there's a lot of people that are doing things in sync. Um, I didn't feel like this chick could dance. I don't know why they thought that she was going to be this star, or she thought she was going to be the star from this movie. I don't think this movie works, guys. Like, I, I don't. There's, there's enough pieces here that we can try and put it together, and we've talked about it for an hour and a half or whatever it's been. But I, this, this movie does not do anything that it sets out to do. I don't, I don't think it's achieves its satire. I don't think it's serious enough to be serious. I don't think it works at all. I'm going to give it a two. I, I like oh, Paul Verhoeven's fuck. other work. I like um, some of the camera work in this. I think some of it has some interesting staging. Kyle MacLachlan is really interesting. Um, I forget the other guy's name, but the one, the 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 pimp in the club, he's pretty Robert great Davey. in it. Um, yeah, yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. Uh, I like the big chick that pops her tits out and says all the <laughs> jokes on stage and heckles the audience that's heckling her. She's delightful. Um, but most is just really hard to watch despite all the beautiful women on screen the whole time. Uh, yeah, it's a two. Two. Wow. That was rough. Kristen, based okay. off of your reactions, when Mike was speaking, I think you need to go next. <laughs> I don't really remember everything that I was thinking, but I can try. Um, this movie for me growing up was always the movie that everyone said was not sexy and was terrible and so I went into this thinking that it was going to be absolutely terrible and so I was pleasantly surprised I enjoyed it and it reminded me actually of like a lot of like the 90s USA made for TV movies and so it kind of had that kind of little nostalgia going on and they weren't great but did I watch them yeah and did I watch this and kind of enjoy it? Yeah. There's a lot to really appreciate here from the costumes, which are absolutely outstanding, and the makeup and the set design and the production design and everything. There's a lot, lot, lot to appreciate. The lights, the as, as they move throughout from scene to scene, they really capture it. I can tell a lot of thought went into this. I think it really falls apart when you look at the trailer, which looks very dramatic, uh, or you realize, or you look at the fact that this could be a satire, and it's just not. Um, that's where I think it starts to fall apart. The writing is not great. This isn't a like a, a brilliant movie that should win any awards, except for maybe costume and production design, but. Yeah, I think that's really where it falls apart. I enjoyed it a lot more until I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, this actually could have been a really good movie. <laughs> uh, 
but if you just look at it as for what it is, which is just like um, this this woman who this angry woman who never went to like anger management classes and she just meets a bunch of other angry, sad, desperate people. And they all just kind of run around together for a little while. I think it kind of works. It's, it's, I enjoyed having it on in the background. It was so ridiculous, not in a way that it had a point, just in a way that it was just ridiculous. And you're just kind of like, Oh, okay, we're going to do that now. Okay. Uh, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I'm gonna give it a six point five. Six point five. Great, respectable. Um, I, I I think I have to agree with almost everything Kristen just said. Um, I do find this movie entertaining. Yes, it is bad, but I'll be honest. I don't just like the movie because it's bad. I mean, there are some moments where, yeah, it's got bad acting, but. It reminds me a lot of uh, Starship Troopers, you know, where it's like, yeah, there's some bad performances here. Not everything's working, but I'm having a really good time watching this, regardless of, of, of a, a couple of things that are getting in the way that are not obviously perfect, that are flawed or are not gelling with some of the other elements. I can see why this this would be a disappointment. I can see like at the time why you would think it's a, a disappointment. But it, it, it is kind of sad that everybody's career really took a huge hit from this movie. Um, I mean, Elizabeth Berkley is it, her career completely got derailed. She was never a star or a leading actress after this movie. Paul Verhoeven had to take pay cuts, and I mean, there was a lot of you know excess from the success of Basic Instinct. I mean, like. Paul Verhoeven got paid like $6 million to direct this. Joe Esterhaus got like $2 million for the screenplay in advance and then got another $1.7 million once they started production. So, I mean, I don't know. People are doing this maybe for the wrong reasons, except for maybe the actors. And I feel like the actors are given the wrong direction, maybe. Or maybe it's maybe it's just not gelling with the script, you know. It's it's hard to tell because these two things are just are, are not are not working, and, and that's obviously where the movie's flaws are. But this is kind of fun, and it, it, I, I don't mind trashy movies. I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to come in at a seven because I mean, really, I just it's just the performances and some of the story beats not concluding. Everything else is pretty pretty on point man i mean like it looks all good i mean it is fun you know i mean i don't know what to tell you like yeah this is like a commando this is like a a starship troopers it's in that vein not great it's not gonna win any oscars maybe except for like Kristen said for costume and production design but yeah you know like that's okay you know maybe yeah maybe that's what robocop was you know and i just like guys in robocop suits running around blowing people's heads off and i just rate that three points higher i i I don't know so yeah i'm gonna gonna stick with seven fun movie to watch jared give us a rotten tomatoes well brian rotten tomatoes brings us in at a 37 percent audience score with a 23 percent tomato meter so you guys are all smoking dope and i am apparently in line with the rest of the world yeah because it looks like you wrote this line vile contemptible garish and misogynistic 
And that might just be exactly Showgirl's point. That is 100% the point. I like how they still knock it for that, though. They're like, it may be the yeah. point. We They're don't like, really you know. know. Oh, Fuck it. It's just a piece of it shit. It offended me, but that knows was what the it wants point, to be. But I was still offended. I was supposed to be offended by this, but I'm offended that I was offended because you offended me. What? Just offended by all the nipples. It's like the people who like wanted to have like sexy nipples, and they got like traumatic nipples, nipples, and they yeah. they were not okay with that. <laughs> Vengeful nipples. Ice, ice, baby. Nipples of Vengeance. Oh, I'd watch that movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It sounds like a... What is it? Bob Odenkirk? Didn't he do the Thumb Wars? Who did the Thumb Wars? I'm just picturing that with nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at moviecrewpod. Jerry, where can the audience follow you? You can find me on Instagram at checkthegate or on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. Mike, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Griggsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you? You can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you guys can find me on um, Twitter at Elkins Edits. And we are going to close out the show tonight. I don't have the goddamn track number. It's uh, track 69. Oh, nice. So we're going to be playing track number 13 from the Showgirls soundtrack titled Goddess. And this is from Composer. David A. Stewart. Enjoy. Enjoy.